following yet another series loss, the Pittsburgh Pirates are slated to head to Baltimore to take on the 24-13 Orioles, a team fresh off of beating the Tampa Bay Rays. What are the do and do nots of this series? Why is pitching going to be paramount? And how do the Pirates get back in the win column in a series victory? We'll talk about all of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Pirates, brought to you by Game Time. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Here on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every single day. And on today's show, it's going to be all about this weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles, a series that for the Pittsburgh Pirates, about two weeks ago, it would have been, oh, this team can beat anybody. Now it's, can they win a game in this series? Um, Are they outmatched by the Baltimore Orioles? And we're going to talk about that entire series here on today's episode on Friday. Happy Friday to all of you as always here. Thank you for making Locked On Pirates your first listen of the day every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is a series for recency purposes that for the Pittsburgh Pirates, this series is very, very different in terms of what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Now, you see they played the number one team in the AL East in the Tampa Bay Rays. They get swept. They play one of the better teams in the AL East in the Toronto Blue Jays. They get swept. So now they play yet another strong AL East team and arguably, if not the best division in all of baseball in the AL East, and let alone they're playing this series on the road. So this is an Orioles team that is red hot right now. They're 24 and 13. They're coming off of a series victory against the Tampa Bay Rays to cut that gap in that division a little bit, even though the uh, Tampa Bay Rays are still very much in first place at 30 and nine. But we've seen two different Pirates teams against the AL East this year. You saw them early in the season following that series loss to the Cincinnati Reds, where they go into Boston and Fenway and they get the sweep there. But then we've also seen them play Tampa Bay and Toronto and not win a game there at all. And you look at the Pittsburgh Pirates over their last 10 games right now, and they're 1-9 and in their last 10, but you also look at the rest of the division right now, and Milwaukee is 2-8 and in their last 10. Chicago is 4-6, and and Cincinnati is 4-6 and in their last 10, and the Cardinals are 3-7 and in their last 10. So the Pirates are still clinging on to that first place spot, but as we know, if they continue to play the baseball that we've seen them play over these past 10 games, it's not going to last that long to be first place in the NL Central unless one of these other teams just continues to go on the tirade that they've been on with losing. So how do the Pirates break this kind of thing that's going on here against Baltimore? We'll get into that, of course, throughout this entire show. But just looking at this series in a microcosm, you have Johan Oviedo versus uh, Kyle Radish tonight, and then we get uh, Wells versus Contreras on Saturday and Mitch Keller versus Kyle Gibson on Sunday. So you really expect the Pirates to go into this series thinking that they do have the advantage pitching-wise. Oviedo has a better ERA than 
Bradish, Contreras a little bit higher than Wells, and Keller, of course, with a much better ERA than Kyle Gibson as of right now. But this series is just all about how the Pirates attack the Orioles early. We have not seen the Pirates kind of have that go-ahead-and-attack-in-the-early-innings mantra that we saw them have in April. They were not waiting on getting runs. And now, of course, you see how things are where the Pittsburgh Pirates are not scoring runs really at all. Of course, on Wednesday, that was the first time they put up more than two runs in a game the entire month of May. You're not going to win like that against this Baltimore Orioles team. I'm just here to tell you that right now. The Baltimore Orioles have many different ways that they can beat you right now offensively with Adley Rushman, Austin Hayes, uh, Ryan Mountcastle, Cedric Mullins, Jorge Mateo. There's a lot that to like about this Orioles lineup right now that... I mean, you're looking at some of the guys that are going to cause problems for you here. Anthony Santander, uh, you already heard me mention Cedric Mullins, Ryan McKenna, Gunnar Henderson, Austin Hayes, um, James McCann is another guy who's a catcher right now behind Rushman that could possibly do some stuff. And interestingly enough to add here, Adam Frazier against Johan Oviedo for tonight's game has a 600 batting average and five at-bats against Oviedo with one RBI. So that'll be interesting to see. And the only person that's faced Bradish in the entire Pirates lineup is Austin Hedges, and he's 0 for 2 against Bradish. This game is at 7.05 tonight. And it's a chance for the Pittsburgh Pirates, really, to get back into the good graces against a very good team. A team that two weeks ago we would have looked at this game and said, oh, the Pirates can win this game. But now it's a little bit different. Now the Pirates are a team going into the series where it looks like they're outmatched. But in reality, they're not. This is a team that has proven they can play quality baseball at any given point that they need to play quality baseball. They just have to get back to scoring runs. They have to get back to giving their pitchers run support. They have to get back to scoring runners in scoring position, things that you guys heard me talk about on Wednesday's show. All things that are fixable issues. These are not issues that the Pirates are having with other teams. These are issues internally. These are issues that the Pirates can fix. And that's one of my big sticking points here, especially against a Baltimore Orioles team that does have a plus offense in a lineup that is on fire right now. You have to score these runners that are in scoring position. You got to attack these pitchers early and often, and you got to make things happen offensively. The pitching, I think, for the Pirates is going to be there. Johan Oviedo, Rolanzi, and Mitch Keller. You know what you're going to get from Mitch Keller right now. Oviedo and Contreras have kind of slowed down a little bit in that department. But you already know what the Pirates are going to be trying to do here. They need to get on opposing Baltimore pitching. That is what they're going to have to do to win this series. They're going to have to score runs early and often, and not only early and often, they're going to have to score runs, period. They're just going to have to put up more than two or three runs every single game to win this series. Now, if they do have a game like they did against Colorado where they win 2 to nothing, at this point, the Pirates just need to start winning games again. They are still a plus 500 team. They're still 21-17, and 17, but they definitely don't look the part right now. And if they want to start looking even remotely like they did in April, what do you got to start doing? You got to start hitting the baseball, which, to be fair, they are hitting the baseball hard. It is just unfortunately going right at guys. And when you're in the middle of a slump, that's usually just how this goes. But 
when runners are in scoring position, the Pirates are going to have to score runs to win this series. And I'm going to have some more do's and some more do nots in the second segment of today's show. But I want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at So Rare, So Rare MLB. You can collect, play, and win officially licensed digital cards at SoRare.com slash LockedOn. And SoRare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, SoRare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. So to follow uh, this episode here on Friday to end the week, next week we're going to have Gary on on Monday. Hopefully uh, he's traveling around right now, but I'm sure we'll have him on on Monday to talk about this week and the week ahead. We'll also be looking at the Detroit Tigers series next week as well as a weekend series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So plenty to talk about in Pirates land right now. And the dues of this series I think are pretty easy. I went over them kind of already, but... To further extend that conversation, I want to see more of that veteran leadership that we were seeing in April from Carlos Santana and Andrew McCutcheon. If you watch this team and their body language right now, as is human nature, they just look lifeless right now. They look like a team that doesn't even want to play the games because they just feel like they're going to lose when they go out there and play. Get some of that life back. It felt like they did get some of that life back with that Mitch Keller start where he had nine shutout innings and Rodolfo Castro had the home run to uh, deep center field. Even in Wednesday's game when they were up 3-0 and Andrew McCutcheon and Tucapito Marcano put the uh, Pirates up three runs, it felt like they were turning a corner a little bit and getting back to how they were playing their brand of baseball that we've seen them play all year. Get some life back into this team, and that's why I'm emphasizing so much that I want to see this team put runs up early and often throughout this entire series. I don't want to just see them do it one game or even two games. I want to see them score runs early and often in the first couple innings where it feels like the life can come back into this team because it feels like right now that this team is just lifeless. And one of the big things and the big sticking points that I keep going back to that I think Derek Shelton and the veteran leadership needs to go back to, and I know it's corny still to keep saying it, but the Pirates are still a first-place baseball team as we are recording today on Friday. They are still a first-place team right now. They are a team that, albeit, again, they've only won one game in their last 10 games, but you look at the, where they sit right now, and because of that strong start that they had, they are still a first-place team. They still control their own destiny in that department. They could still go out there and find that winning formula that they had in April. What was a part of that winning formula? I'm sure most of us remember the starting pitching was lights out for a good portion of April and almost the entire month and going into May. They weren't playing bad. Even you go back to that Tampa Bay race series, most of the pitching was fine. And then you go to the bullpen with the likes of Colin Holderman, Robert Stevens, and David Bednar, Dwayne Underwood Jr., um, 
uh, Dowry Moretta. There we go. I almost said Harleen Garcia. But the bullpen has been a top 10 bullpen in baseball for all intents and purposes, especially when they come into games with a lead. When Derek Shelton in the sixth inning or even the seventh inning has a lead with this Pirates team, he already knows where his guys are most comfortable coming into the ball game to shut games down. You see Robert Stevenson come in in the sixth or the seventh. You see Colin Holderman come in the eighth, as we call him Colin Holderman, because he was leading the league in holds for quite some time until the Pirates were losing games. And then David Bednar is just lights out right now as a closer. He's going to probably be an all-star again in 2023 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Get back to that formula because you know it's a formula that is going to win you baseball games. Let your starting pitching do their thing. Like Johan Oviedo tonight, he had a good start to the year. He's kind of teetered down a little bit. But if he gets some run support, Johan Oviedo is a very good pitcher when he has a lead. And shockingly, any pitcher is a good pitcher when they're playing with a lead, including the bullpen. We saw it so much in April where it just felt like it was rinse and repeat. Your starter was giving you six innings. Robert Stevenson would come into the seventh when he was eventually healthy, or Dowry Moretta would come into the seventh. Then you would see Robert Stevenson in the eighth, or not Robert Stevenson, Colin Holderman in the eighth, and David Bednar in the ninth. It's a formula that you know works for you, so why not bring it back into the fold? Emphasize to your offense that you need to score runs early and often and make it happen. And a lot of this, I think, goes back to the Andy Haynes approach that we saw a lot last year, where you're seeing a lot of these hitters get into 0-1 counts and 0-2 counts, and that is a big don't for me in this series. Get into plus hitters counts. I want to see more 1-1 counts. I want to see more 2-1 counts, 3-1 counts, full counts. Make these pitchers on opposing teams force you into the zone. Force them into the zone. Because once you see an 0-1 pitch and then you're taking an 0-2 because you want to be picky, then the pitcher just has you right where he wants you. And we've seen a lot of that over this slump where they're taking their time and being patient, which is perfectly fine when you're trying to force walks. But when you are on a 1-9 and nine out of your last 10 streak, like the Pittsburgh Pirates are right now, you can't be patient at the plate. you got to start swinging at stuff that you like early in counts and getting on base. You can't be praying for walks and trying to walk in runs like you were in April. It's just not going to work. It's something that was working for you in April, but teams quickly found out that the Pittsburgh Pirates, as a lineup, wanted to be a patient lineup, and I was perfectly fine with that. We've seen very good discipline from the likes of Jack Sawinski, who's been in a slump in his own right. Andrew McCutcheon has had phenomenal discipline at the plate, taking walks and getting on base. But at some point, you got to start pressing the issue. Start swinging at first pitch strikes. Start swinging at second pitch strikes. Don't fall into counts that are going to force you to strike out. Don't fall into counts that are going to force you to ground into double plays when you do eventually get guys in position. And also, base pass, base path aggressiveness is fine. It is a perfectly fine thing that I have been fine with throughout the duration of this entire season. But at some point, you cannot be taking outs on the base pass and taking runs away from your team. Because we've seen it a couple times where they get a G1 Bay or a Marcano or even a Key Brian Hayes on second base and then they try to steal third and get thrown out. That just takes all the wins out of the sails that you had offensively, even if it's with zero or one outs, because now the guy at the plate, even if he hits a double, instead of getting an RBI double, you're just right back in the same position you were. So maybe rethink that strategy a little bit. Maybe rethink how the Pirates are going to do that. 
that's one of my big don'ts. Do not get outs on the base pass and do not force outs upon yourself and also take action in the batter's box. Go after the Baltimore Orioles. Their pitching is not great. It's not bad, but it's not great either. Their bullpen, though, is very, very solid. But once you get to that bullpen, have a lead once you get to that bullpen. Because I'm here to tell you, folks, if the Pirates are trailing in games against the Baltimore Orioles bullpen, good luck. They're probably not going to win too much. But at the end of the day, I do think that do's and don'ts are fixable things for this team. Stop forcing outs upon yourself. Play sound defense, too. I haven't even gotten to the defense yet. Just play sound defense behind your pitchers because that has to be frustrating as a starting pitcher when you do make that third out pitch and then you're having to get an extra out in an inning. Don't do that. Make things happen for yourself that are going to win you ball games like you were in April. It's a sound strategy that the Pirates were using that they just need to get back to. And guess what? It's a sound strategy that teams are going to have to force you to get out of if they are trailing in a ball game. If they have that that really good six innings pitch from a starting pitcher, and then you get to Holderman, Stevenson, and Bednar, teams are going to have to score runs against you to get you out of that. And more times than not this year, when they have gotten to that formula, teams haven't gotten to them. And it's something that I think the Pirates are very much in control of that they just need to get back in, tr- in control of. Nothing is stopping them from getting back to that point. Mentally, they can get back to that point. And also, looking at film and physically, you can go look at the month of April and see that you can do it. The players can literally see that they can do this. This is not some thing that I'm just conjuring out of my head like the Pirates need to go score nine runs. They've done it this year already. They have already done it. And against the Baltimore Orioles team that, again, is a very good baseball team, this is a perfect measuring stick for the Pittsburgh Pirates to say, we can still beat good baseball teams. We can. They can still beat very good baseball teams like the Baltimore Orioles. It just takes controlling what you can control and getting back in control of what is working. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this series as well as what I expect to happen in this series and how the Pirates can win this series in just a moment. But today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful people over at Game Time. If you're looking to get tickets at the last minute and want to go see the Buccos play, make sure you use Game Time and download the Game Time app today to use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. And Game Time, of course, is awesome. Because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. By the way, they have flash deals on last-minute tickets. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get images of your seat view and the lowest price guaranteed event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Forget planning months in advance. Uh, in, uh, in advance. Sorry. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the Game Time app. 
create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off to download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, as far as this series goes and what we've seen from this Pirates team, you look at this Baltimore Orioles team, and again, it's a team that is playing very, very sound, very good baseball. And at this point in the year, when you're looking at what Baltimore has done well, they've hit the baseball well. Um, most recently, I'm going to try to find uh, their series here against Tampa Bay. Um, most recently, I mean, they weren't really scoring crazy amounts of runs in that Tampa Bay series. They lost 3 nothing, 1-4-2, and 1-2-1. Even the series before that, two runs, nine runs, four runs. The series before that, 13-0-11. So they're an offense that's scary, but they're also an offense that does struggle at certain times. So against the for the Pirates, their biggest thing has to be getting at this offense quickly and early often. You're looking at the team leaders as far as we look here. Austin Hayes has the best uh, batting average on the team at a 304. Ryan Mountcastle, their big power hitter, has eight home runs. Cedric Mullins, their arguable star, 28 RBIs on base. Adley Rushman at 401, and Ryan Mountcastle leads and hits. But what's most interesting about this team is they have nearly a whole lineup of guys, uh, counting the amount of guys that they have, not their physical lineup, that are hitting above 250. You have Ortiz, Mountcastle, Santander, Rushman, Urias, Mateo, Hayes, and McKenna all hitting over 250. And then you get into the on-base percentage stuff, and they have plenty of guys with an on-base percentage of over 300 and a couple of guys with an on-base percentage of over 333. Ben Boom with 333, Henderson with 344, McKenna 349, Mullins 351, Hayes 352, Urias 375, and Rushman 401, as mentioned before. So what is the big thing that the Pirates can do to shut down this lineup? Well, as I mentioned earlier, pound the zone. That is the thing that has been working for this Pirates team, especially pitching-wise, is pounding the zone. When they pound the zone, they force hitters to hit. The defense plays well behind them. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see the Pirates have success when they attack opposing pitching and their pitchers attack the zone. Now, as far as uh, betting-wise, Baltimore is slated to win this game. Um, they are a minus 160 favorite, so that means if you bet 100 bucks, I believe you win 60 back. Um, and right now, uh, the other big thing, going back to the pitching that I wanted to mention earlier for Baltimore, is that their collective pitchers have a 4-2-5 ERA, which ranks ninth in the AL. Um, and one of the things that we saw a lot last year with the Pirates was that five-run rule. Remember the five-run rule that Ethan had for all my everydayers? Remember the five-run rule that we had last year when the Pirates had an absurd record when scoring five runs or more? The Pirates have gone 13-2 and two in games when they have scored at least five runs. 13-2, and two, folks. 13 of their 21 wins have come when they score five or more runs. Remember what I just said about their, about their collective pitching. 4-2-5 ERA. So if you can go one earned run on average higher than what the Baltimore Orioles collectively pitch, the chances of you winning go up astronomically if they can find a way to get back into the graces of scoring five runs. 
Now, of course, Cedric Mullins hitting very well. Santander hitting very well. Uh, the Orioles, again, 6-4 and four in their last 10. So they are hot, per se, coming off of that series win against Tampa. But batting 244, 420 ERA, outscoring opponents by six runs. But then the Pirates, 1-9 and nine in their last 10. 181 batting average has to be fixed. 502 ERA has to be fixed, outscored by 43 runs. They will likely miss uh, Ramon Urias in this series on the 10-day uh, IL. Michael Givens is on the 15-day IL. Dylan Tate's on the 15-day IL. John Means is on the 60-day IL. Nothing's really changed for Pittsburgh in the injury department. Of course, you have O'Neill Cruz, Will Crow, Chase DeYoung, Vince Velasquez, JT Brubaker, Max Kranich. I am going to be bold here and say that the Pittsburgh Pirates win this series. I'm going to tell you why. I think they get after this Baltimore Orioles pitching. I think they're going to do well offensively. I think Camden Yards can be a good, very good spot for them, especially for the left-handed hitters like Jack Sawinski, Marcano, G1 Bay, etc., with the shorter right porch. I think they win Friday. I think they lose Saturday, and Mitch Keller wins Sunday. I think they get back into the win column as far as winning a series. I think the Pirates are going to bounce back finally, get a series win against a very good Baltimore Orioles team by attacking the opposing pitching and attacking the zone as for our starting pitchers. I think Oviedo, Contreras, and Keller are going to combine for very good starts over this series, and I think the Pirates get out of it with a series win. Tell me what your thoughts are here for this series against the Baltimore Orioles. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your news, analysis, and opinions of the Pirates here in the year 2023. My name is Ethan Smith. Have a wonderful rest of your Friday. Enjoy the game tonight, and I will see you on the flip side.